Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Jonathan Starkey, your host of this digital pub called Cheshire Matters. And I'm just going to get straight into it and say, yes, there has been a lot happening this week, and we're going to be discussing some of the top stories that have been going on. So I'm just going to say, Mark, introduce yourself. Are you here, sir? I sure am. Good evening, and good evening to all our listeners. Trevor, come on. Good evening, Jonathan, and good evening, Cheshire. Oh, you got that right this oh, week. I nearly said Cheshire. Hi, diddly diddly dee. And, and, uh, Captain Courageous, Captain Hindsight, Captain, yes, it is, the angle himself, <laughs> Mr. Stephen Ingram. Hello, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Very stressful week indeed. Glad to be here. Right. Well, I tell you, I'm that excited about, you know, the kind of things that we're talking about because it's something that we really are interested in, and that is the war on woke. So I'm going to kick things off this evening with footballers taking the knee. Now, what are we talking about here? It's like carry on booing. Is Gareth Southgate going to carry on putting people or making his football players take the knee? Go ahead, Trevor. Sorry, Jonathan, did you say we're starting off with a football issue, so I'm going to kick off? Yes. <laughs> or did I? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, that's normally what you do. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to kick off. I'm going to kick off with this issue about Gareth Southgate, and he confirms that the England players will continue to take the knee before matches at Euro 2020. And he insists the fans' jeers won't derail them, despite MPs attacking them. Now... I don't think for one instant that politics should be involved in sport. Not for one instant. Steve, go ahead. It's all balls. It wants kicking into touch. The fact of the matter is, like you say, it is sport. And this endless woke signaling, this virtue signaling, is not doing relations between people any good. It has no place in football at all. People go to watch a game and see competition and that's it. And this division that is sort of being perpetuated by the England team and the England manager is not good for our country, to be quite frank. Well, it was actually devised as a peaceful way to make a point about racial injustice by American footballer Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick? Kaepernick? Whatever. I can't remember along with the U.S. Special Forces veteran Nate Boyer, who had objected to Kaepernick sitting out the U.S. National Anthem and suggested an alternative. So so is that another thing that come from the U.S., you know, to actually come over here? I don't think it's the right thing to happen. And Gareth Southgate seems intent on making certain that they do this before every match. And Scotland are not going to take the knee. They're well, not going to take the knee. Mark, well, go ahead. Well done. Well done, Scotland. Yeah. I might support Scotland. Now, Gareth Southgate, apart from that penalty he missed in uh, Euro 96, he used to be a decent defender, didn't he? Yeah. You know, now it appears he's a dribbling left winger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're coming thick and fast. Oh, it's going to keep on coming. Well, what are we going to do about it? I mean, uh, you know, if they carry on, if they carry on doing it, people are going to stop going to the football matches and they're going to stop, you know, Go ahead, Steve. Got to stop that? It needs tackling, clearly. We've got to sort all this out. It's just got to be dealt with. Give it the boot. It's just a home goal for for sport, isn't it, really? Well, MPs have attacked it. Uh, One MP has said, mixing politics and football 
is going to have disastrous consequences. And he compares the England team taking the knee to the national side's infamous Nazi salute in 1938. And Lawrence Fox has got involved in it, and he blasts the millionaire woke babies protesting inequality on £200,000 a week. And that was one of the headlines in the mail. I, I think I have to tend to agree with Lawrence Fox. I mean, what the hell are they doing? Go ahead, Mark. Well, I realise in their eyes, some of these playing players are doing this with good intentions under the slogan of Black Lives Matter. Well, obviously they do. But we all know now, don't we, that Black Lives Matter are a radical Marxist organisation. And taking the knee in this black power symbol, it's a sign of their agenda, which is defund the police, destruct the nuclear family, crush capitalism. And in most people's eyes, this is political. And in my opinion, I think the players should find another way to fight their cause. I think politicising all these organisations is just, it's annoying, to be honest. Well, to get them mixing within football, what are they trying to do? Are they going to, I mean, they say that they're only, they're only making a stand against racism. That's what they're claiming. Apparently, Boris Johnson backed the England players who had taken the knee, with his spokesman urging fans to get behind the team and be respectful. I mean, that was the quote. That was the quote. It's going to be bad news if he does. Steve, go ahead. Being respectful. I'm going to invite everybody who's listening to this to consider the following. Do they hear endless racism on a daily basis in their local communities? Because I don't. No, I don't either. Mark? Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're, they're trying to fight here. I mean, if you look at Black Lives Matter in America, there was 30-odd people killed last summer. Mm-hmm. and There was billions of damage during the riots. But I'm not sure what they're standing up for in this country. If you look in this country, 2019, 2020, in the UK, there was 18 deaths in or following custody, right? Three of them were black. Out of the other deaths following police contact, which was 107, six were black. Only nine had force used, and of those nine, one was black. And this comes from the IOPC. So the majority of lives that were lost to the police were white. So that's all good, is it? I mean, yeah. no, no death at the hands yeah. of the police is acceptable, but to be honest, I think they should put their efforts into sorting out black-on-black crime. That results in way more deaths than at the hands of the police. Yeah, I get it. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, so we've got Boris Johnson has come up, has he, and said that he fully backs them. I haven't seen that. That's what he said, he fully backs the England players. That's what it would appear. All right, so we've got... Here we are again. We've got a massive, decisive situation. We've got the England fans who pay weekly, monthly, whatever, to watch their teams. And you've got the government, the main man, Mr. Prime Minister himself, again, siding with the... It's all about division. Yep. It's about division with Brexit. It's about division with uh, wearing the face masks. It's a, they go right down the middle to keep everything split. What, I mean, how would you feel if you were a football player and you're being booed? I mean, how would you feel? At the match, you're being booed by your own fans. I don't think every one of those football players actually wants to do it. No, I totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. And also, to be quite honest with you, it, it brings to the fore, are they being forced to do it? Yeah. With the view in mind, it may affect their careers if they don't. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I'd say some of them are. Mm. are probably not being forced, but they feel like they have to. Otherwise, they're going to yeah. be getting called names. But I mean, I've not met or spoke to one black person yet who who actually likes people kneeling for them. It's not a good look. They don't want people to kneel for them. They they, just want to be treated equally like they're, you know. um, Apparently, um, Gareth Southgate has said that the gesture does not represent some of the more extreme views of the Black Lives Matter group. But that really doesn't matter because that taking the knee 
is a sign of Black Lives Matter. Of course it is. You it know? is. It's a total acknowledgement of a far left extremist ideology, which yeah, is dangerous to Western civilization. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Well, not just dangerously. Marxism is a genocidal revolutionary ideology, and it's infecting all our institutions. But John Barnes has spoke out against it. And okay. He, and like what I was saying, he thinks there's other priorities in, in the black community. He doesn't want statues of black footballers and stuff, but his thanks was he was abused racially online by left-wingers, some of them with Palestine flags in their bios. So well, upside-down world strikes again. What I liked about what Lawrence Fox was, he just said straight out, he just said, he said, I hope our team lose. <laughs> he just said, I hope our team loses. Now, I I have to say that, you know, that's that's quite a stand to turn around. He said, because he's ashamed of them. He's ashamed of them for doing that. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, I, I also heard that um, there was some comment in, I can't remember where it was now, some newspaper, that the fans were actually saying, look, we totally, totally back England, but we do not back the English football team. Yep. So what we're going to have to keep our eye on over the next the next two or three weeks with the Euros on is the type of figures, the type of viewings that, that England still get yeah. if they still continue to take the knee. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> he added, and this is this did make me laugh, he added, my prayers are with Croatia, the Czech Republic and Scotland. Knock these woke English babies out. <laughs> <laughs> oh Go ahead, Steve. Don't forget, the national team is meant to be not only an example of football, but also national pride. And to be quite honest with you, to see representatives of our nation in a sporting capacity literally taking the knee to an organization which is highly questionable and actually towards one demographic in particular yeah is is divisive yeah i seem to remember we had to put up a bit of a fight quite a few years ago to get the poppies on the shirts because fifa were dead against all this political stuff silence from them at the minute isn't it well i have to say oh, although yeah. although boris seemed to be supportive he was urging the the fans to get behind the team but he refused to condemn the supporters who booed the players for taking the knee okay so he refused to uh, condemn them so whatever it is as far as i'm concerned there should be no politics in football whatsoever none, none whatsoever there shouldn't be any politics in any sports no, you know, no, they shouldn't. You know, because quite simply, once once it starts getting involved in that, it's another way of, if you like, promoting certain views to another audience. Yeah. And no, I'm sorry, I'm not into that. Sport is completely independent of politics. And I think on that point, are we all in agreement? Who are? Who are? Who are? Who are? Okay. Well, in that case, then we're going to move on to the next subject, and. That is, actually, it's with Trevor. Oh, no, it isn't. It's with Steve. Sorry, I'm looking. Sorry, I know that you were looking at me there, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm awfully sorry. It's okay. Well, I'm not really, but I'll just say that to make a thing, because, you know, I just want people to believe that I was sorry, but I'm really not sorry. We, we know this, actually. We don't need an announcement on this, to be fair. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. This is about the bridge over the River Dee. Go ahead. That's right. 
I'm bringing to the fore uh, a little bit of a safety issue, to say the least, uh, which is probably an understatement. And um, I think we should, as a group, contact the Crime Commissioner, Mr Dwyer, for Cheshire Police to run a little safety campaign on the following issue. Last weekend, I'd need to call the police because, yet again, young guys were jumping off the suspension bridge into the river. It's often seen as a bit of a laugh, etc., in many ways, but people have died because they go under and they don't come up. And last year... Well, that's usually what happens when you die. (laughs) Well, yes. um... (laughs) Especially at sea. You should know that, Captain Pugwash. Go ahead. I actually called the police last year as well for the same issue so i called the police and the guy actually was very appreciative he said years ago he used to row on the river and he's familiar with the the dangers etc um so i would just like to bring to the fore that you know if if your kids you young lads and and people are going into town and uh, make them aware jumping off that bridge is not a good idea so we we need to sort of if we can invite mr dwyer to run a, a safety campaign on that and, and perhaps more patrols down by the river Okay, well, that's that's a good point. And I think the next point is prophecies with Trevor. Yeah. Do you want some sound effect for that, Trevor? Yeah, please, if you've got let's, one. Let's have a look, see if we've got a sound effect for it. Uh, Biblical. Oh, I know. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Okay, ready? <laughs> Frightening bit, huh? Do you want it again? <laughs> It's <laughs> fine, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to discuss this week. Um, a customer sent me some links about an American preacher. So you think, basically, I thought it was, uh, it'd be obviously churchy. Uh, it's about Bible prophecies. It does cover the rapture of the church and verses, etc. But it gives a good insight of the American view on our modern times. And he states in his online video that Satan and the dark side are using, as he describes, the jiggly-me-bob thing. Jiggly-me-bob thing. Jiggly-bob? He calls okay, it. Okay, all right, okay. It's where they go, look over here, look over there, look over here. It's a total distraction. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a, yeah, it's a total distraction technique. They're not um, pickpockets, these people, are they? No, I hope not. Did, it, did no. he work Well, usually government? religious not- people in America are... <laughs> Well, I've not got to that end of the video yet, so <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you know when I find Did out. Did he work for the government before you carry on? No, I don't mm. think so. They normally say, look at that over there, well, there's something. Yeah. I'll check the uh, the credits after see if he's got any government uh, connections. Trevor, can I ask a question? Can they give me the six winning numbers for next week's lottery? No, it's not that side to, type of prophecy, no. It's right. It's the end of the world and things like that. I've yeah. kind did, of did, lost did interest now, really. No, no, he didn't mention anything about lotteries. <laughs> you don't want to know when the end of the world is. <laughs> Yeah, no, there well, is. If you subscribe to him, he'll give you any numbers you want. <laughs> just subscribe to them. Just say, my son, just give me the dollars. Is that how it works? And I'll give you any numbers you want. What would you like? Yeah. <laughs> well, the winning ones. It, it, can, it can only be the same as any other scam, can't it? Yeah. Anyway, he was chatting on about this uh, jiggly bob thing. So it's just a total, like I say, distraction technique. While the world is falling for the jiggly bob thing, he says. And that is things like wokeness. So he's actually talking uh, issues that we discuss weekly. So what he's getting at is that, well, he calls it Satan. Okay. Um, but we know it as 
in Britain as the government. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say Joe Biden, but yeah, he goes. No, I'm talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> While we're trying to figure out whether to call a man a woman and which pronoun to use, we're trying to figure out whether our kids should be masked up on the playground when we know that it's not a real threat to the kids. So that's coronavirus is obviously on about. Uh-huh. Also, we sit around asking, do we need police officers? When the obvious answer is yes. And it's ridiculous just even to suggest such a thing. So what he's getting at is that we've been fed stupid little snippets of nothingness while bigger things are going on all around us. In the background. In the background. Bigger yeah. agendas yeah. by the governments. I'll go with that. That's a conspiracy. If I ever heard one, what do you think, Mark? That's a conspiracy, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what amazed me about... I can't stop listening to him. Um, What's his name again? I've not got his name. I'll I'll find that out. So we're just going to call him the Reverend Prophecy? Preacher Brett, he's down us. I don't know what his... Preacher Brett. Preacher Brett. Okay. He's a very, very interesting chap. Uh, And he said there are YouTube channels that are trying to explain what is going on. And they're just blocked as freedom of speech is being closed down. All around us. Now, bringing back to our country, as I said earlier, I totally agree with what this this chap is saying. But for me, Satan uh, would liken to our government creating woke <laughs> issues for us to get up in arms about whilst they get on with their agenda. Yes, Steve? Trevor, these distractions are exactly like pickpocketing because that's what they do and yeah, all of yeah. this they steal on, your time and your they thoughts steal your time and your thoughts yeah, and yeah. then basically they they make the attack and that's exactly what's going on with our society in every conceivable way the thing i have a problem with um, and i'm in agreement with everything that you're more or less saying here trevor which is traditional values our way of life is being brought into question in every conceivable way through distractions all over the place. But what he's saying with this woke stuff, what he's trying to get at is that you're just given little snippets to chew on whilst they get on. Well, they get on. I'm saying the government get on with the bigger agenda. They're just, again, distractions like the football issue. We all know it's this woke stuff is absolute rubbish and it's just their distraction. Okay. And this chap, it's great what he's saying. I just completely agree with him. Preacher Brett. Preacher Brett, and I'll find out more information on him. I only got this yesterday. It was off one of my customers. And obviously I thought it was a little bit religious, but it wasn't. It's was quite very interesting. Would you say that politics is now getting involved with religion? Religion. Go ahead, Steve. I would, actually. I, I was going through Chester on Saturday uh, last week, and uh, there was some Christians on the street, and I just happened to say hello to this particular lady and had a very, very, very interesting conversation about traditional values. Just listening to her and sort of hearing what she was talking about was very interesting, actually. And she was talking about everything affecting our country, things that we've spoken about at length in terms of our history, culture, traditions, our monuments, our churches, everything completely, which actually undermines, and these are her words, our Christian Judeo base as a country mm. upon which we are founded. And we were talking about this not yes, long ago. not long ago. This is what surprised me with this particular preacher. I just started to listen, expect to, you know, the happy clappy and come and join us. But it wasn't, it's fascinating. He goes on, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up some more in future. Okay. All right, uh, Mark, you're going to come in on it? Yeah, so let's get this straight. So Brett, what Brett's saying is, uh, while we all discuss where the women have vaginas, the government are lining the mates' pockets. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's things going on in the background. Sounds about right. He knows the score. Yeah. Yeah. It is pickpocket style distraction tactics Mm. to to take people's attention away whilst something else is going on. So it is, yes. Well, that's interesting because that's also another subject which I'm going to bring up on a future program, which is the type of tactics that the rich guys and the very rich ladies employ in being able to not pay any tax, which is going to be one of the big subjects at the G7, which is going on in our part of the world. Captain Pugwash, in Cornwall, Cornwall. We've missed an opportunity to get the pirate ships out in St. Ives Bay, really. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, if there isn't anything else that you want to add to that, if there isn't any other local subjects that anybody wants to add, Steve, are we going to carry on mentioning about that add-on tax that's coming for the bins? Oh, well, it's developing uh, quite a bit of um, uh, speed in Chester, actually, because the Conservatives are well onto this. They're doing surveys. There's lots of things going on. It is not going down well with the people of Cheshire Western Chester, actually. Well, I don't think anybody wants to pay pay extra for something that they should be getting anyway. I mean, why should they? I should imagine that um, there's going to be quite a furore. Do you think it'll be like, you know, like the, the lane in Chester? You know, the bus lane, and then it suddenly gets suspended. Well, we don't know at the moment whether it's a bus lane, a cycle lane, a normal car lane, or what it is, whether it's being removed or, or what. I don't well, really in your know. Case, it could have been an Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> is it like the statues they were going to remove and stuff? And that's yeah. not happened either. No. no. A, lot of, a lot of talk going on. Well, I was caught in Chester yesterday for, oh, don't know, half an hour, 40 minutes, stuck in traffic. In always. traffic? Round here in, in Chester. Steve, what did you know what? Go ahead. Go on, Steve. I've got something to tell people, actually. This is a fantastic <laughs> opportunity. We're talking about... I local can feel stuff. an edit coming did he, on. Did he make the change? <laughs> did he make the change? <laughs> no. It's definitely not. There is a big development, development in uh, Chester called the Northgate Development. I wasn't mm. actually in favour of this for, for quite some time, mm. like many people weren't. But nonetheless, the, the huge swathes of concrete, steel and glass, which naturally blend in with the historic um, architecture, is going up. And nonetheless, it's, it's quite a sizable, sizable development. Now, the council are inviting people to name, first off, the square that's being formed around these buildings. I'm just destroying everything in the process here. And secondly, the arcade. Now, I actually proposed on the council's website and, and sort of put it out there online that given the Queen, it's her Platinum Jubilee next year, that um, we should invite the people of Chester to um, name the square Queen Elizabeth Square and, you know, maybe people have got an idea for the arcade. Mark Mark commented on that. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, call it Prince Philip Arcade. I believe it. I think it was his 100th birthday. It would have been today, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Go ahead, Trev. Good one. I think we should call it Penny. <laughs> Penny Arcade. How original is that? Penny Arcade. <laughs> No. Oh, hey, talk about Penny Arcades. You know that they're talking about removing that Art Deco front in New Brighton? They're talking about knocking that whole part of the front down, you know, which is um, at New Brighton on the front, and replacing it with a little and something else. I mean, oh, that, I, you know, it's the last part of New Brighton that actually was part of the original look 
So the new part of New Brighton is the old That's right. New Brighton. The old New Brighton. A bit confusing, that, isn't it? I know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes they, they get the planning so wrong. It saddens me when I see all of these things being demolished the way they are. It's just part of our history. It maintains some kind of tradition and remembrance of what was gone before and things like that for people. It's terrible. Especially when it's um, exchanged for hideous, hideous architecture. Oh, oh yeah. some, of the, some of these buildings now are... Ooh. They are bad. Not, they not are for, bad news. Not for me. They are bad news. I preferred the old pavilion. It used to have the baths down there. The old pavilion, which is more, and it did have a prom. There was a prom at New Brighton, and you know, you just you sit there and you think, why? As soon as one goes, it's just the foot in the door to get rid of all the rest of it, and it takes away the the whole feel of the area, and then it just looks like another another town. Same, same old, same old. I did a ghost hunt once at Morecambe Winter Gardens. Oh, yes. And it wasn't so much the, the ghost hunt. The building is fascinating. Yeah. It's steeped in history. Every possible comedian, singer, any artist, any entertainment artist has stood on that stage. Mm-hmm. Well, they know. I mean, all, all, those, all those places, especially Blackpool, they know that that is... That is the attraction. I mean, I've I've recorded at Blackpool Tower. I've recorded the the old Wurlitzer. That was there. Um, I do like to be beside the seaside. And I tell you, when you when you go up into the rafters and see, you know, the old instruments and a grand piano. You know, yeah. it's a player piano behind the stage, and you see how they used to do it in the olden days. Yeah. You know, it's just great. Go ahead, Steve. I do want to give a bit of a, a shout out actually to the development that happened a few years ago, or the redevelopment of the Odeon Cinema as was, which then became the Story House. It couldn't be a better example, actually, of mixing the old with the new because they they maintained the original integrity of the the building, all the Art Deco features, and added on at the back. And it is a tremendous, tremendous blend of old and new whilst maintaining the original. Well... That leads me on to something very nice, which is a nice segue into the BAFTAs. Did anybody watch it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Trevor? Nope. Well, they want to rename it the WAFTAs because it was so politically correct. And they literally, a lot of people turned off. They turned off it. And, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, this is my woke on the wild side, the WAFTAs. Viewers switched off, complaining of woke views during the TV event. Diversity's much derided Britain's Got Talent performance picked up the must-see moment gong, which was the Black Lives Matter dance. The one everyone complained about. The biggest, well, about, biggest number of complaints. About 24,000 complaints. Yeah, must-see, must yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, <laughs> the host. I, I, I always get the pronunciation of his name wrong, but Richard... I owed it. I okay. I can't pronounce it, but he's the, the one off IT crowd. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the awkward silences. You know when he was putting on his jokes, they just nothing happened. You know, <laughs> and it was like a delay. You know, from any kind of response. You know, it was going on. So go ahead, Mark. These events are now just one big massive virtue signal, aren't they? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to watch massive cringe fests. I just millionaires praising each other for doing the jobs. It's ridiculous. I want to see award ceremonies for people who deserve it. Well, quite, quite right. Like, quite Cheshire, right like Cheshire Matters, we'll give ourselves an, another award. 
Well, I'd like to give an award to sort of ordinary people, like maybe the lady who's worked cleaning the the washrooms at the train station for 40 years, and people like... These are the people that matter in society, not overnight millionaires, you know, woke signalling virtue nonsense. you know as well as we know, that's your sister. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, what can I say? So there it is. That's my woke on the wild side. It's the... BAFTAs, now renamed the WAFTAs. And now we're going to walk, we're going to walk to the next subject. I tell you what, I'm on really good form, aren't I? Okay. No. Uh, it- <laughs> You're terrible this we need, week. Do we need a new host? We need a new host. You're so yeah. bad. You forgot to interrupt me on occasions. It's not bad this week, to be fair. You I forgot to what? Interrupt. Are you sure? Yeah. What? Are you absolutely certain, Steve? Just. yes okay so that was him muted right okay um and i I know that it seems like uh steve no like i've been hogging okay on certain things but i have to say this is my public figure of the week and it is a man in north carolina called van tucker and he banned coca-cola vending machines from official buildings in protest at the company's woke stance on the Georgia voting law. Now, as far as this law is concerned, now I, I will state right from the offset that it, it is a Republican territory. There's no doubt about it. And what they were doing with this law was they were attempting to try and make sure that all the voting was fair. Now, a fellow called James Quincy, who is the head of Coca-Cola, he's actually a Brit, he's a Brit, head of Coca-Cola. Um, he passed a comment saying that he thought that it was going to cause a problem with minority voting. Oh, it's racist again, is it? Yeah, and so they, he expressed himself, and because he expressed himself in that way, uh, Van Tucker, one of the commissioners there, said, you know, decided, well, that's it, we're taking out the Coca-Cola vending machines as you know, a stand against them to let them know that they're not happy with the stand that they were saying. And they're calling it in America, they're calling it woke capitalism. That's exactly what it is. I was just going to jump in and say the following, actually. It's about time businesses and companies per se actually got on with their job of delivering their products and services instead of using corporate platforms to deliver virtue signaling woke messages. Well, why should Coca-Cola get involved in politics? There was another leak from another story that Coca-Cola... in a seminar, I think it was, to their employees, said, you know, we need the white employees to be a little less white. And, uh, you know, people were thinking, what the hell is all that about? I mean, you're either white or you're white. You're either Hispanic, Mexican, that's it. So how could you be a little less white? So, I mean, Van Tucker, to his his credit, said he didn't want this to be, um, you know, he didn't want it to be contagious to to start spreading to the other parts. He thought that he had to make a stand, and I think, as far as I'm concerned, he is my person of the week. And for doing that, I think it's great because it's actually telling corporate America to stay out of politics, and that's what I think is a good thing. And I think if that starts to spread over here, then I think that would be a good thing. I mean, broadcasters are supposed to entertain not get involved in politics. Broadcasters are supposed to get involved in delivering the news, the stories, not get involved in anything 
which would actually try to change people's views. That's what the voting booth is for, and that's for the politicians to do. Go ahead, Steve. And equally, for businesses simply to deliver their products and services and support their employees in the proper manner. Well, yes, I would, I would totally agree with that. I mean, they're supposed to just deliver the products. Can you imagine if um, every business got involved in politics of one nature or another? I mean, you know, would anybody do business? Apparently, trade actually stops people going to war and problems. And if trade, any form of trade, gets involved in politics, then that will actually lead to a lot of disruption and argument and possibly war. Go ahead, Trevor. Well, I think he should just carry on doing what he does best, writing songs. My brown eyed girl's fantastic. <laughs> it's Van Tucker. <laughs> Uh, that was Van Morrison. No, that was Van. That was Van Morrison. Oh, no, I knew, I knew he was American. No, I knew he was American. Right. Well, anyway, right, the statement on the company website of Coca-Cola CEO, right, and chairman said he was disappointed in the outcome of Georgia voting legislation, and said the company's focus would move towards supporting federal legislation that protects voting access and addresses voter suppression. I mean. What, what, what the, where the hell does he get off? I'd be more concerned about his uh, drinks that are bad for your teeth and your health, to be honest. But Well, actually, what I do, I, ever since certain companies, who I won't name on here, ever since certain companies tried to interfere with democracy in this country and stop the UK independence decision, I don't spend money with some of those companies ever since. No, and I would agree with that, and I've been exactly the same way. Okay, well, there is my public figure of the week, and I may just get in touch with him just to let him know and send him the snippet of the program, just to let him know that uh, we thought that what he did in his stand that he did was a good, was a good thing. Anyway, we're going to move on now to the shout-outs and shout-downs. We're doing very well here. We're getting on time, so let's go. Now, who's going to come up with the first shout-out or shout-down, or is the curveball going to come up with something different? We'll have to wait. The moment is tense. We're going to Mark first. I've got a shout-out and a shout-down. I don't know what to do. Oh, can, I, can I sneak them both in? You can go both. Steve, Steve had a sneaky shout-out. Of course he does. Well, he always gets in with things. So don't balance, worry yeah. about it. Go ahead. Right, my shout-down is going to be to the students who removed the picture of the Queen because it upset someone's feelings. I think that was in a woke university somewhere. What, Oxford? One of the t- one of them two. It was Oxford. I mean, I mean, yeah, Cambridge is all the same thing. So, I mean, seriously, a picture again offending someone. I wonder where that comes from. Anyway, I think again, it's about priorities. P- perhaps they should concentrate on their homework. Yes, yeah. I would. Well, I think so. Go but, ahead, Mark. Because as one of them said, he was quoted as saying this. So this is what makes me question their motives. He was quoted as saying they provoking the older generation. For what? Really? I thought it was about your upset feelings. Where's the respect gone? Well, you, that, you, you do you know talk- that guy was an American? Yeah, who, you, who moved that? You were taught to respect your elders. Now they want to provoke them. That'll go down well, won't it? I know. Bring I it know. on, bring it on, whippersnappers. Yeah. So I'm going to balance that out now with a shout-out. Go ahead, sir. And this is to rapper Tom McDonald, whose latest song, Snowflakes, which is a reference to these left-wing adult babies having meltdowns left, right, and centre, has now had over 5 million views on YouTube alone. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's being compared to Eminem. Although... So that's probably earned him about £250. That's just on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> 
So he's being compared to Eminem, although I'm not sure he'll quite reach those heights, but his music's more relevant. He seems to have this skill when it comes to explaining modern-day politics and cancel culture and all that stuff through his lyrics. And it's him and his girlfriend pretty much do all his videos and stuff. So hats off to the lad. Check him out on YouTube. Okay. Tom McDonald. And we're just going to keep everybody in, in, in that tense moment again where we don't know what, what the gazelle is going to do, but we're going to go across right now to... Captain Courageous. Go ahead, Captain Cod. Right, this week... <laughs> don't believe Who are? My shout-out, because I like to try and keep it positive, is to 30-year-old rail worker Rizwan Javid, who has saved 29 people from taking their own lives in his role on, as a railway worker. And he works on the MTR Elizabeth line in London. So big shout out to that guy. Well done for doing everything. He's been involved in saving the lives of 29 people to date. Wow. Fair play. Well, now we're going to release the tension. And as we go quiet, we're going to go across to the gazelle. Trevor, what is your shout out, sir? I've got three. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep pushing you. Well, it's catching, isn't it? No, I've actually got a shout down. Did we have a vote on this? Did we have a, a sort of committee meeting on Look, this? Look, the host says yes. Go ahead, Trevor. I've got um, a shout <laughs> out. I'll write this. I've got to start with a positive, actually, because we, we reported this on our, on our, our programme last week. Go ahead. A young lady, Tyler Mosley, has been found safe and well. Fabulous. In Croft, That's good. Good in news. In Croft, near Warrington. Uh, and it was the same night that we actually put the appeal out. So let's, oh, let's brilliant. that we might have had something to do with that. So that's great news. Now I've got my shout down, and this was before I saw the agenda tonight. My shout down is the England football team. Okay. For taking the knee. Yeah, I don't. I just don't agree with it. That's my opinion. Well, there was a good. There was a good pause there to add effect to that. Then I yeah, noticed that. Yeah. And you, you, know, you can actually. You have can, you been taking acting lessons, sir? Yeah, I've been going to the Warrington Speakers Club. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got. A, I've got a quote. <laughs> so how long you've been, have you been able to speak? Uh, <laughs> Two days now. <laughs> it's going well. And I've got a quote, which is... Hang on. Shout down, shout up, quote. The quotes come, out, I, I, quotes come out afterwards. Have you got your other... Oh, do you want me to save that? Have you got yeah, your save other, the quote. Save you, the quote. Have you got oh, your other made-up section as well? Not yet. No, I've not done one this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still working on that one. Well... I have to say, it's last orders. Now, my shout-out has got to be for Van Tucker. Not Van Morrison, Van Tucker. I was going to say. Okay, here's the man. Here's the man. I'm sorry, but he gets it. I do like that when somebody speaks up against big corporate. I do like that. I do like that very much so. So, last orders. Now, I know that there's nobody rushing up to the bar, so I'm going to ask Trevor. Do you want to kick us off with your quote? And would you like some lovely music to go with it? Oh, yes, please. Okay, well, here it is. Some lovely music. Go ahead, sir. It's a short one again, but it's quite good. Aspire to inspire before we expire. (laughs) Go ahead, Mark. All right, my quote today is by Thomas Jefferson, and it applies to all these crybabies at uni. And it's this. I like the dreams of the future better than the history of the past. Ah, yeah, good one. Go ahead, Stevie. 
Mine is a simple, straightforward message, which is this. Stand by all you believe in when you know you are standing firm on your word, even against great strain. And actually, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout down to corporate corporate executives who fail to listen to people in organisations when they are seeking to do the right thing. Well, hey, I think that's all just about... When you talk about the corporates, they're just interested in earning money, aren't they? It's interesting, actually, that when ordinary people in jobs at the lower end of the scale on the lower wages end up getting highly stressed because people who are earning probably 10 times times them actually don't have an insight into what is really going on and it takes people at the bottom to point things out. Quite right. Well, I'm just going to say thank God that's all over and we've just managed to do it with the music on, with him getting in there. He's okay. He's had a bad week. Don't fade that. Was good. I love that music. I didn't fade it. it was, there was nothing of it left. He, oh. he ate it all up. He ate the music. <laughs> I was just, I was, He's not opening his mouth now. Someone's rattled your cage off me this week. He's <laughs> not happy. I was on it then. I was rocking and rolling and really. He's not opening his mouth now because he knows my <laughs> finger is going towards the mute button. <laughs> you have to get that in. Yeah, okay. All right. Raven's wing. I'm not biting. (laughs) End of.